Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fun episode of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. Actually, uh, not just another episode, but another guidance episode. We're taking a sidetrack, a little bit of a side story, if you will, going the side way, offshoot. Non-canon, if you will. Exactly. Uh, we're talking about something really exciting. A big thing that I think, uh, got all us, both of us in the tither, uh, you know, in, so to speak. Uh, DJM, you, you can say it the best way. I, I really enjoy it when you describe it. Uh, what promotion, what event are we talking about? We are talking about the one, the only, Wrestle Kingdom 9 from Shin Nihon Pro Res, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. PD Rave, this is the traditional January 4th Tokyo Dome show that New Japan puts on every single year for the last 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. And this show, the first big wrestling show in the year 2015, came and went, and we're going to run it down fanny pack guidance style, PD Rave. Yes, we're just going to talk about our thoughts. And uh, it was interesting because uh, what made this show particularly notable was this was new japan's kind of like big partnership foray with global force wrestling where you had a not the not the first time that you got to you know international fans were able to watch uh new japan pro wrestling but uh definitely a significant foray into reaching out to an international audience uh i can go ahead and describe kind of you know, the Global Force Wrestling and the presented by Global Force Wrestling. Right. Well, what what Global Force Wrestling is, is the new wrestling project uh, headed by Jeff and Karen Jarrett, uh, also with some help from Scott Demore. And what they did for Wrestle Kingdom was provided a English uh, gateway into the Western world for New Japan, uh, along with something that had never been presented at a New Japan pro wrestling show live on pay-per-view english commentary uh consisting of the legendary jim ross and his color commentator matt striker so here we were at this major new japan pro wrestling show described by jr as the wrestlemania for japan uh with an american commentary team presenting it to the world at large and this mm. this was pretty big in fact the japanese commentary team as they went live said that we have an english commentary team for the whole world they, they actually said this is unbelievable for us this is <laughs> absolutely incredible and uh, all the props in the world to jeff jarrett and global force wrestling to, for making this happen this is mm. this is absolutely huge because right now the wrestling world seems to be a lot more open to alternatives, as it were, to the mainstream. And New Japan, for the last few years, has gotten all sorts of positive reviews and influence and positivity. You're seeing Japanese talents and non-Japanese talents from New Japan Pro Wrestling making their way into the mainstream. And I think now is a perfect time for New Japan Pro Wrestling to, to capitalize. And we're off and running with Wrestle Kingdom 9. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a really cool, interesting, uh, it was interesting from a kind of, pre- uh, presentation point of view, just having their commentary there, uh, even just as a, as a, uh, uh, overlay to the, to the just general New Japan, uh, pro wrestling, uh, presentation that we're kind of, that both of us are used to. Uh, yeah, it was cool and interesting. Uh, 
What was like? What was your first impression once it started and you heard the voices of Jim Ross and Max Stryker? Well, I will say this is not my first Russell Kingdom event. I, I've watched maybe the last, five or, the last five or six from the Tokyo Dome. So knowing what New Japan Pro Wrestling is all about, knowing their presentation for the Tokyo Dome every year, I knew what it was going in. And I understood that the, the opening contests of a major New Japan show are usually very much an undercard. And with Jim Ross and Matt Stryker going in, you could kind of tell that, um, they weren't quite, they weren't quite turning their game up for the opening contest, but they were definitely getting into it. And that was fantastic. As the show went on, it, it definitely started to pick up. Uh, and yeah. the show opened up with what was known as the New Japan 15 Man Rumble. Uh huh. It was, uh, Yuji Nagata, uh, Captain New Japan, El Des- Desperado, Great Kabuki, the Hiro Great Saito. Great Kabuki, who's like <laughs> 80? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great Kabuki, Hiro Saito, Jushin Thunder Liger, Manabu Nakanishi, uh, Shotanaka, Taichi, Takemichinoku, Tama Tonga, uh, Tiger Mask, Yohei Kamatsu, Yoshihashi, and Yoshiaki Fujiwara. Yes. Yes. That the, the inventor <laughs> of, of the Fujiwara arm part, one and the same. Yes. Uh, what, 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 what was your this feeling was, on this one? As it said, kind of just an, an opening undercard match. Uh, people were still filing into the arena as this was happening. If you've ever been to a Ring of Honor show, this was the, the pre-show match, as it were. Uh, and yeah. Yuji Nagata, who the the perennial the ageless Yuji Nagata won the match as he should, yes. Because he he's probably going to be challenging for the title again soon. I, I don't know how he does it. The the best equivalent I would give would be Kurt Angle. It, it's yeah. just he's inexplicably immortal. He he yes. he has an age and he can still go at the highest of levels. So yeah. of course Yuji Nagata would win this match because yes. uh, I don't a think great would have come out with the win. Yeah, a bunch of great characters. gave It gave uh, Tama Tonga some work, you know, because I know he's always going to be around because and Yoshihashi and Yoshihashi tacos. Um, yes, <laughs> and of course Yoshiaki Fujiwara is always cool to see. Uh, somebody that we've seen a couple times also, as we talked about the legend, the, show. the living legend Takamichinoku, who every American indie wrestler has stolen a move from once in their life. Yes. Yes, it's like one of those rules. It, it's you, you, you uh, show up to indie wrestling, you know, the front gate, and you there's like a table with papers of Takamichinoku moves, and you pick out one, <laughs> and then you go on with your career. Uh, but uh, l- uh, let's move into the main show where we saw yes. a four-way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Now, for the uninformed. IWGP is the sanctioning body for New Japan Pro Wrestling, the International Wrestling Grand Prix. And uh, their New Japan's championships are the IWGP championships. This match was a four-way tag team match, uh, seeing the champions Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly taking on the Forever Hooligans, the Time Splitters, and, of course, everybody's favorite team, the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. The young boss. Uh, PD, the, uh, the junior heavyweight tag team match. Uh, what did you think of it? Uh, it was, it was, it was fun. It was a good start to the show. Uh, it was a good feel to the show. Uh, I always see, I, I always loved seeing the young bucks, uh, 
you know, as I've documented on the show many times. And this was another opportunity since, uh, you know, back since we did, uh, New Japan's King of Fighter, uh, another opportunity for me to check out the Time Splitters, which was fantastic. And I think this may be my first time seeing Red Dragon in action. Not really? my first time seeing Kylo O'Reilly, but my first really? time seeing specifically Red Dragon in action. Really? Which is fascinating. Uh, really? So you haven't seen much of Red Dragon before? No, not before. I know of them, wow. obviously. Just okay. They're a name that's out there. And they're, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're for, the... for those that, that don't know, they are also the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Uh, they, they're a uh, tag team in pro wrestling gorilla as well. Uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, both in PWG. And yeah, in the last few months or so since we last uh, covered New Japan, I've really started getting into Ring of Honor again. I've really discovered that Red Dragon are really, really good. I really like Red Dragon. Uh, Also, I would be remiss if I did not talk about two guys that I've always said forever are so underappreciated in the wrestling scene. One, Alex Kozlov, who... I wish the best in his future endeavors. He he recently announced that he's taking an indefinite hiatus from wrestling. Uh, and Rocky Romero, uh, again, a guy who you could say in a lot of ways is an ROH original. Uh, he he was part of the Rottweilers and the Havana Pitbulls in, Me- in Mexico, yeah. and now he's he was in the Forever Hooligans with Alex Kozlov, part of the the New Japan Junior Heavyweight scene. Uh, so any any chance to see the Forever Hooligans, I always like them. And the time splitters, of course, my, my fellow Motor City native Alex Shelley. Uh, mm-hmm. Kushida is great. Kushida is awesome. And, of course, once again, the Young Bucks, who need no introduction. <laughs> the Young Bucks. Uh, the Young Bucks providing I, 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 a moment. I always say that the best way to open up a pay-per-view is with a really exciting tag team match. PWG is the master of this. If you watch any... PWG show. They they open with a really hot tag team match almost every show and it is the catalyst for the event to really just go off the charts. And I think New Japan really nailed it with this one. This was really really good. I love the junior heavyweight style so much. Yeah. Everything that I love about wrestling is comes yes. from the junior head, the world of the junior heavyweights, the world and of the IWGP junior heavyweights, and they, it provided one of the best, one of the moments that got me excited even before watching this uh, event, which is a moment that was tweeted by the Young Bucks, which was the the attempted double uh, double Doomsday device that they backflipped out of and yes. just went super kick crazy. That was it's just that moment and so many moments from this match were just so. Just so crisp and cool and like exciting and like, what do you do? You do that thing with that thing and what are you doing? This is what I call possible. This is what I describe as pro wrestling state of the art. This is state of the art pro wrestling and it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Red Dragon came out with the win uh, via chasing the dragon and I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Kaz. Petey, I'm sorry. I think right now Red Dragon really do top the Young Bucks as the best tag team out there right now. I'm last three months or so I've really gotten into Red Dragon. I think it's, they're it's hard to it's hard really, to argue really against good. that. It's hard to argue against that with the with what they've done here and the fact that they've been continuously impressing 
Uh, and, you know, th- there's a reason they hold the, uh, the titles in both Japan and America, tag team titles. There's a reason they're put in that position to be the tag team champions. And it ain't, you know, it ain't for nothing. They're really talented guys. I'm glad I, got, I finally got a chance to check them out. I've been wanting to, and I'm going to get a chance to check them out again when I go to check out the ROH show in, for Jury Mania. But, uh, that's Best something to look on God's green. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. <laughs> it's going to be a fun weekend. <laughs> I really hope I can make it. I really hope. Yes. I, I, I hope so too. <laughs> I hope so too. It's going to be a really fun episode of Fanny Pack. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, when we talk about it that weekend. Uh, but moving on to, uh, more tag team action. This time a six man tag. Uh, we had Hiroyoshi Tenzan, Satoshi Kojima, taking on the Bullet Club. Members. No, no, no! It's it's not the Bullet Club. Not Bullet it's Club. Bullet Club. Yes, I remember looking at. I, I read the Wikipedia article where he, he specifically, the founder said, Carl Anderson said that he deliberately did not want a the or a three letter thing. <laughs> you know, he wanted just Bullet Club. Uh, taking on Bullet Club, the uh, uh the contingent. The uh, I can add the because I'm saying the Bullet Club contingent. Bullet Club contingent. Uh, bad luck, valet. Jeff Jarrett and Yujiro Takahashi, uh, followed no. with, followed to the ring by Karen Jarrett, Mao, who, uh, whose Twitter account I found. I, I was actually going to ask you, Petey, because I, it's got the you're, you're my expert on these things. The, the young lady accompanying Ta- Takahashi, what have we found out about her? Uh, her name, all I know is her name is Mao. I think I found that she's part of a dance crew. Uh, like a little, like, dance idol group or something like that. Um, I wasn't able to find much because her Twitter account is completely in Japanese. Uh, I had to translate a lot of it, a lot of it, but, uh, but her name is simply Mao, and that's her stage name. It's hard because that's a super common Japanese name, like Veronica or Betty or, you know, something like that. So, uh, I will update with more info, but, uh, Bullet Club. Versus New Japan at this point, uh, you know, you kind of want to call it six man tag. Jeff Jarrett gets booked because, you know, he, 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 he's, he's doing the hey, thing, so he's going to get booked. Global Force Wrestling. You gotta and love it. Again, this was, this was an undercard thing. I, I saw some people across the internet saying, oh, why is Jeff Jarrett on this show? Yeah. Honey, just sit. One, I love me some Karen Jarrett. Anytime I can see Karen Jarrett, I'm happy. Two, Global Force Wrestling. If Jeff Jarrett doesn't deserve a pass, pretty much for for any of this, then you're you're just you're just a meanie pants. Also, we got to see uh, a man who I believe is probably the most underappreciated guy in wrestling of the modern era in Scott Demore, and I'm not just saying that because he's a local guy here. He's from Windsor. I truly believe that in the modern era of wrestling, he has done so much that he he truly doesn't get the credit he deserves. Uh this six man tag saw the the New Japan contingent taking on Bullet Club, uh including the long running tag team Tenkoji, uh Tenzan and personal favorite of mine, Satoshi Kojima, uh and Tamawaki Hanma, who kind of has a reputation of being how do I put this? Kind of a jobber? <laughs> kind of a jobber? Yeah. yeah. But in the end, he got the win. He got the win 
with his diving headbutt off the ropes, and the crowd erupted because Hardman <laughs> never wins with that move. It's it's like Ric Flair with the going up to the top to trying to do the the double axe handle. I guess he never yes. hits that move, but he hit that move here at Wrestle Kingdom, and this this is one of those times where I think the wrestling business really does get it right when you save those big moments for the biggest show of the year. And this this was perfectly executed. Uh, and it just it just did really, really well ha- how Hanma got the win in the end. Yes. Uh, it was such a cool moment. And uh, I think the commentary uh, the, sold it well. They, Matt Stryker gave that moment uh, right before. He's going to go for the headbutt. Success on this is 0%. <laughs> And he went and made sure to point that out. And, and he, he, he made it, he did a good job of like really, uh, selling that moment of why this is important in case, you know, if you were a new fan that was not aware of, you know, the fact that Hanma is, you know, kind of a, a butt monkey <laughs> in New Japan, uh, he, he, they, they were able to kind of really convey that really well. And that was really cool. And that's what I love about the commentary. Also, Hanma rocking the red and yellow and talking about <laughs> Hanma mania. Yes. That was kind of amazing. J- just yes. chalking that up to another one of those things in Japanese wrestling that they shamelessly ripped from the U.S. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but moving on to, and, and again, the third, uh, multi-man ta- you know, match of the, of the evening, uh, we had, uh, the Pro Wrestling Noah contingent, uh, in Mikey Nichols, uh, Shane Haste, uh, with Naomichi Madafuji. My favorite Japanese wrestler ever. The only guy who has had more moves stolen than Hideo Itami. Which is even yeah. better because he was Hideo's tag partner. Yes, yes. Uh, Toriyano, uh, taking on the Suzuki Gun contingent, uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer, the, the Killer Elite Squad. Takashi Izuka, uh, accompanied with two others, Taichi and, and Takamichinoku. And Shelton Benjamin, also of the Suzuki Gun. Basically, everyone yes. that's in Minoru Suzuki's faction that isn't Minoru Suzuki, because his yes. match is right after. Yes. And yeah. then not only that, they were, they were accompanied to the ring by Taichi and Takamichinoku. <laughs> I, I love this because one, I'm, I'm still holding out hope for Noah. Yes. Because I, I love Naomichi Marafuji so much. He's he's a top three all time favorite wrestler for me. He, he's right up there with with Daniel Bryan for me. Uh, and also, I, the story of this match was really good. Yeah. Toru Yano uh, was abandoned by all of his other all of his other partners because yes. Tor- Toru Yana is. I wouldn't go so far wacky. as to call him a com, a jobber, but he's, he's the comedy guy. He, he yes. is the, the Santino Morella of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he but had yeah, he to, was... in a pinch, find tag team markers, but nobody in New Japan wanted to tag with him because Wrestle Kingdom was pretty much booked. So yeah. he said, YOLO, I'm calling Marafuji and see if he can get some guys from Noah. And yes. it worked out. He got <laughs> Mikey Nichols and, and Shane Hayes, t- TMKD, really good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had ourselves an eight-man tag. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and, and, you know, we had the Killer Elite Squad in there, which is uh, always a, a fascinating team just because uh, in the, the times that we watched, you know, New Japan, they've been a fascinating team. It's always... Uh, 
like the Lance Archer, you know, Lance Archer brought forth the first of the combining the WWE name with the TNA name and making mm-hmm. that your New Japan name. Doc uh, Gallows. Exactly. Uh, which I'm looking forward to with uh, newer wrestlers if they continue to do that. But, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a fascinating team. And then seeing Shelton Benjamin here, uh, uh wrestling his like, you want Shelton me to blow your mind? Expert. Yeah. You want me to blow your mind? Shelton Benjamin is about to turn 40. God. <laughs> right? Isn't that crazy? You know crazy? what they say? You know what they say? Black don't crack. I hope not. <laughs> I mean, my, so, my, my scars from the accident have pretty much gone away. So, mm-hmm. so far, so yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Shelton Benjamin has been wrestling professionally, not amateur, since 2000. 2000. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't, that's God. nuts. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it, just, it feels like he's in New Japan. He's on Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> he's at Wrestle Kingdom. He's in New Japan, and that that's awesome. That is that is one thing that that both Matt Stryker and Jim Ross uh, both talked about during this show, in that this really showed that that there is, and they used the word escape yes. as a way to describe. <laughs> what New Japan was doing with Wrestle Kingdom. It shows that if you don't make it in the mainstream in America, there are other possibilities. You could tell during this match, Jim Ross was extremely happy to see Shelton Benjamin because Jim Ross was the head of talent relations when WWE signed Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar and the class of 2002, John Cena, Randy Orton, Dave Batista. That was Jim Ross that signed all of those guys. And uh, along with guys like Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer, and, and even to an extent, Taka Michinoku, uh, seeing yeah. all of these guys here in New Japan at this big show at the Tokyo Dome, you could tell that both Jim Ross and Matt Stryker were really happy to show American fans that may not have been totally aware that Hey, there is, there is more wrestling out there and, yeah. and it's pretty damn good. And yeah. this, this eight man tag was surprisingly good for such a short match. Also, yeah, just... I love seeing Marafuji do even more new stuff. Like the dude, again, he's my favorite guy from Japan ever because it seems like no matter what, he's always coming up with new moves and his finish was the tiger uppercut knee. Which is yes. brutal. I mean, you, yes. you heard Jim Ross's reaction to it. It was just brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it was just annihilating. It, it was just scintillating when he hit that knee. Uh, it was I, and I could honestly go about, go on about Naomichi Marafuji for the rest of this podcast, but. For about three hours. But well, let's move on. We can move on uh, to, to the next show. The next the actual The leader of Suzuki Gun. Uh, Minoru Suzuki took on the legendary Gracie Killer in a Kazushi Sakura, Kazushi Sakuraba in a, in a match that was only winnable by knockout or submission. Mm-hmm. So it was it sort of like that old Pancrase UWFI style. That yeah. Kind of playing up on the, on their history Sakuraba. with the MMA and like, Sakuraba's style and him being the Gracie Hunter and Suzuki kind of being that guy that, you know, that, that, that uh, founded, started, founded MMA Pancrase and the hybrid yeah. in, in the wrestling world. Yeah, pretty much. And, and it, this was, this was 
Uh, this was a brutal match. This, this was, was two UWFI style. This was, uh, this one has that, had that taste and of course had the veteran wrestlers just going stiff on each other because they can and because they feel like it mat style match, uh, combining those t- two things together. And it was hard hitting to say the least. It was back and forth. Elbows, forearms, you know, palm strikes, you know, slaps uh, across the jaw. You know, it, it went in and out of the ring, but it mostly was just it. It, it was it was uh, fourth wall breaking. Uh, it, it was it was very good at kind of blurring that line between pro wrestling and mixed martial arts. And these two guys were were the innovators of that idea of pro wrestling and MMA kind of being not too far off from one another, which really gave influence to what New Japan calls the strong style. And yeah, this was this was this was exactly what that was supposed to be. And yeah. I, I'm glad that it wasn't Minoru Suzuki beating up on a young kid, because yeah. that, that only gets to be fun so many times. Uh, again, and to Kazushi Sakuraba, he is the greatest living example of the fact that pro wrestlers are legit and can't fight. He's yes. the Gracie Hummer, but yes. throughout his entire MMA career, he always repped pro wrestling. So... Yes. Philip Brooks, if you're out there, I'm sure you already know about Sakuraba. So, hey, go for Good it. Luck. Yes, go for it. Uh, but come on, come on. Pick up the phone. Let, let, let Jason David Frank answer, you know, answer his phone call. He, he, you know, he wants to have a talk. He'd like to he have a discussion. The money. He probably needs the money. <laughs> you should probably help him out, Mr. Brooks. He probably needs the money. Uh, but yeah, moving on to a, another hard hitting contest. Uh, this, this was like the, this was the middle, these middle two were like the, uh, violence, uh, phase of the, of the, of the event. Uh, also, we this, had, this whole show was really, it really did have a little bit of everything. It had the, the really athletic junior heavyweight stuff. It had the really hardcore violent stuff. It had uh-huh. sort of the, the old school, wrestling mma ish pro wrestling stuff uh-huh. it had some great tag team stuff it had some really intense storyline stuff and it had the the great main event stuff going on but yeah. we saw for the never open weight championship uh toji makabe taking on the reigning champion Tomo- tomohiro ishii uh now basically known as like the most underappreciated guy on the planet yes. in wrestling uh and this match was another one that was just crazy. <laughs> Not, this one was where Match Tracker, uh, uh, I believe this one was where Match Tracker afterwards turned to Jim Ross and had said, would you call this a slobber knocker? And Jim Ross could say nothing but yes, this is a slobber knocker. This was uh, definitely a slobber knocker. Uh, and this was a fascinating contest. This was oh, so really done well. It, it done well in such, it was great. It, it was, Really intense and greatly powerful, and it was really cool, and it had such a vibe to it. I've I've always enjoyed Toji Makabe, uh, you know, in, in the events that we've talked about him, you know, be, be they Dragon Gate, be they uh, New Japan, be they, I think he DD was he at the DDT event we covered. Back mm, I don't when? think so. I don't think so. 
I don't know. It's almost uh, strictly New Japan. Yeah, but he he's been in a couple other events. But yeah, in the, in the New Japan, at the very least, New Japan events, uh, he's been in. Uh, he's this this surly, mean, blonde haired, brown curly haired dude, always flipping people off that uh, people can't get enough of. And we had uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, for, there, for, like, the, for the uninitiate out there, he is what Dean Ambrose will be in a couple of years. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, Tomohiro Ishii definitely impressed in this. And, and Tomohiro they had such Ishii, a- in the last six months or so, really captured the hearts of, of the New Japan faithful, uh, mm-hmm. defending the Never Open Weight Championship in some fantastic matches, uh, fighting through as champion with a separated shoulder. Uh, yeah. And still defending the title, and that really yeah. won a lot of fans over. Yeah. Uh, however, and, in and, the end, in the end of this match, uh, it was Makabe defeating Ishii and becoming the new never open weight champion. And I, I would venture to guess it, this was Toji Makabe relieving Tomohiro Ishii of the title so he can go forward. <laughs> he can get the surgery on his shoulder. Get the surgery on the shoulder, and then come back. And go forward. Uh, also for <laughs> Makabe, since the main event scene is really, really just over jammed right now, it gives him something to do. It, it really does. Yes. He can use the Never Openweight Championship as kind of the the hardcore title, as it were. He can he can defend it against other guys in New Japan. He can defend it in other promotions, and I, I think he he will be a great never open weight champion i really do i really look forward to his title reign and again ishii was just a fantastic he he really became a star so both of these guys just really really great stuff all right and then we got into uh one of the first contests where i started really getting excited uh we have uh rusuke taguchi defending the iwgp junior heavyweight championship Against Kenny Omega, the newly, uh, newly minted Bullet Club member, Kenny Omega, at least relatively newly minted, Ken, uh, Bullet Club member, Kenny Omega, taking on a completely different persona that we've been accustomed to in the times that we've talked about anything Kenny Omega has been related to. Uh, he has salt and pepper hair for all, for, for some reason. Uh, he is, uh, a lot more surly and angry. Uh, and he has stopped speaking Japanese, specifically to fit into the Gaijin, uh, moniker, you know, the, the, the Gaijin idea of Bullet Club. And he is now exclusively speaking in, uh, in, and I was about to say in American, in English. <laughs> in the case of Kenny Omega, he would be speaking Canadian. Yes, in Canadian. He, he spoke uh, Canadian on commentary for PWG and it was fantastic. Yes, yes. Um, Speaking in English and, and, and taking on this persona, it very much, I would the say. The cleaner. The cleaner. The cleaner. His role in the, in Bullet Club is that he is going to clean up the junior heavyweight division because for a while in 2014, New Japan had every, every title in the hands of the Bullet Club except for the junior heavyweight championship, which was held yeah. by the funky weapon, Ryusuke Taguchi. Who also was the tag team partner of the founder of Bullet Club, Prince yes. Devitt, aka Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. And now um, it's up to Kenny Omega to get that belt off of him for Bullet Club. 
Yes, for Bullet Club. Doing it for Bullet Club. Uh, Kenny Omega kind of making it, having a persona that has a lot of tinges of like Scott Hall back in the day, uh, a little bit here and there, and then, you know, adding it with a lot of his own, you know, Kenny Omega ness. Kenny Kenny Omega kind of wackiness that he, no matter how hard he tries, will never go away. He's still (laughs) Kenny. He might yeah, be it, Bullet Club, but he's still Kenny Omega, and I still he's looking like solid snake, looking like Snake Plissken. I think in a lot yes. of ways, <laughs> very Snake Plissken esque. I think Escape he from shooting. Manitoba is what we're calling yes. it. Uh, yes, uh, you know, well, what did you think of the, the contest? This was this was a fun contest. To I loved to. it. I loved it. Yes, yeah. This was this was so this, there was so much good to be had from this contest. Uh, Kenny Omega was, you know, Kenny Omega and Ryusuke I, I've read a few, a few different places. And I think I even said, I, I heard Jim Ross say from this, this was a real breakthrough performance for Kenny Omega. Yeah. And I saw a lot of people that were saying all across the internet that WWE has no idea what they lost with Kenny Omega. Yeah, they have so- no idea. And he's he's on top of the wrestling world right now. Uh, the yeah. sky is the limit for Kenny Omega. And yeah, Ryusuke yeah. Taguchi is every bit as good as I thought he was. He's he's very good. He's very charismatic. And he's everything about this was great, including seeing the young bucks accompany accompany Kenny Omega. You know, yes. Bullet Club got to represent. Too sweet me. Too sweet. Too me. sweet. Too sweet me. <laughs> uh, and it, this it, was just what fantastic. was fun hearing them. What was what was fun is hearing the young bucks because they were they were very vocal. You can hear the young bucks over you know in the background talking to Kenny, talking you know yelling at uh uh yelling at the referee, calling him Marty. You know, uh, it was uh it was super fun to hear that. Do, do you follow uh, the young bucks on Twitter? Yes, both oh. of them. God, they're hilarious. They're so hilarious. If you're not yeah. following Nick and Matt Jackson, Slick Nick and Action Matt on Twitter, my God, they are hilarious. Uh, uh, another example of, of a, another two guys that the mainstream wrestling world has no idea what they're missing with those two. Again, just yeah. everything about this was just, th- this whole show just really, I'm happy this show happened. It just made me yes. happy. Yes, yes. Oh, it's so amazing. Uh, and, it, it, you know, this match was, uh, absolutely fantastic. And then you got, go to the next match, uh, the tag team championship contest. This one, uh, Bullet Club being represented by Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, Machine Gun Carl Anderson. And the uh, good brother. And the good brother, Doc Gallows. Uh, coming to the ring by the Bullet Babe. The Bullet Babe, who they never named by actual name. They just kept calling her the Bullet Babe, and that's yeah, it. I- I was curious of this. Like, uh, it's it's Amber O'Neill. Are are we not saying her name? Also, are are we not saying that she she's Mrs. Gallows? She's yeah. she's the good sister. She's Amber Gallows Nay O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna call her a, the good sister since since yes. her husband's a good brother. I guess that makes her a good sister. That's that's what mm-hmm. I'm going with. Or the good sister-in-law. The good sister-in-law. There it is. That there it is. Yes. Maybe, uh, maybe, we should, maybe we should ask. Uh, are we are we officially referring to to Amber as the good sister-in-law? Yes, I think I think we we should we should ask. I uh, might tweet that myself. I'll tweet that. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, t- uh, you know, defending the titles against Mayu Tag, 
uh, Hiroki Koto, Koto and Katsuyori uh, Shibata. Katsuyori Shibata. Now, uh, I have said in the past that I love Hiroki Goto. Of the top stars in New Japan, Hiroki Goto is my number four of of the major New Japan stars. I think he's awesome. It's finished. The Shoten Kai is my favorite wrestling move in the world. However, his tag team partner is a guy that I'm not exactly in love with, with Katsuyoda Shibata, as I like to call him Mr. Personality. <laughs> However, this match was awesome. This match yes. was absolutely awesome. Yes. It was, it was, uh, you know, it was all the best things that, uh, Carl and Doc bring to the table. Uh, it was, I, I didn't notice any weaknesses in, in Shibata. And I think that's because he was in the, this tag team with Goto. And I think they worked really well. The two of them, they worked really well together. And, uh, you know, Bullet Club. As was, the know. story goes, they were friends in high school. They were on the wrestling mm-hmm. team together. They were friends. Yeah. They were enemies. They feuded. They've teamed. And the culmination of this story was Goto and Shibata defeating the Bullet Club to win the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the, you know the, the again back to the commentary again bringing up the uh, the idea that they couldn't big, win the big one that classic storyline you know that we we've heard not, just not too long ago that storyline. Uh, they couldn't big the, win the big one, uh, but they finally were able to win it together. Uh, they had a really cool moment where we just got to see them at at the end, just like cross arm, cross legs, sitting in the ring like. Yeah. With the belts, the, wearing the belts. With the belts, with the belts. They put the belts on each other. Uh, they sat down together. That's what like, tag team champions should do. That's what exactly. they should do. It's like, yeah. It's like the, the, the good bromance that you got going on there. And it was, it was actually really fantastic. And the match was amazing as well. The match was just, you know, it was, like I said, everything that, you know, uh, all the good things that you get when you put Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson in the ring. Uh, Carl Anderson has, has been a guy that I've been impressed with. Uh, again, every time I see, uh, did, we did talk you about ever see any of Carl Anderson when he was in PWG? No, no, I think okay, I've only he, seen he a was, handful of events. He, he was, he was good back then. He was, he was a part of the dynasty faction with Joey Ryan and Scott Lost. And he, he's, he's always been good and he's only gotten better. And, I look at Carl Anderson and I'm like, j- just last week, uh, this really caught me off guard. Sam Roberts, uh, the the guy who does interviews with everybody in WWE whenever we get the chance, he was doing he he did an interview on his radio show with the Machine Gun Carl Anderson uh, to talk about Wrestle Kingdom, and that really caught me off guard. I was like, wow, it, it, one Sam Roberts interviewing someone that wasn't with wwe because i was sure he was on the payroll and (laughs) seeing carl anderson like in an american media appearance was was awesome for me i was really happy to see that to to see that hey that there is this real kind of following and people are really interested in what new japan is doing because when it comes to the american wrestling mainstream you all you always hear some sort of vague mention of wrestling in japan but then to see that there's actual feedback and buzz for a major show that's going to be on pay-per-view with an american commentary team just 
everything about this just made me happy. I can't stress that enough. And uh, I think the next match was just another great indicator of that there is a there is a definite interest globally for what Japanese wrestling can do. Uh, and we yes. saw AJ Styles, my vote for Wrestler of the Year for 2014, taking on another guy in New Japan that I absolutely love. If if Goto's my f- number four, Tetsuya Naito is my number five. I love Tetsuya Naito. So I was really, really looking forward to this match a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, a, a, a singles kind of a singles contest. A couple of guys that uh, I want to be was, in the title. Uh, this was unofficially uh, a number one contenders match. You could call it. You you would say it was not an officially under, you know, number one contenders, but they could really put a good name for themselves in the title hunt if they won this it's contest. Like, you know, like this, one of those one number. We're not one contenders. saying this is the number one contender match, but. Yeah, both guys that really are uh, strong contenders for the title. Uh, AJ Styles, former champion, and Tetsu has Tetsu United had the Naito Tetsu had the Naito. Uh, it has not been the champion, but he he won the G1 Climax uh, in 2013, uh-huh. uh, and I do believe he has pinfall wins over Tanahashi and over Okada. And so, so that's he, an interesting thing to look also, for. He's also just he's up there as far as a star goes. And I've always said that the guy, if there's one person that reminds me of Keiji Muto more than anybody else in New Japan, it's Tetsuya Naito. He's, he's, mm-hmm. to me, he's just, he's wonderful. I, I would have no problem if Tetsuya Naito was like the next big star. I'm hoping him and Okada are the guys that are feuding in New Japan for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it was, it was a, a really cool contest. I always like seeing AJ Styles generally. Uh, and it, it is a really cool, it was a really cool contest. Uh, AJ Styles doing what he does in his, like, bullet club form, you know? Uh, and going for and, the Styles clash right as the match started. Yes, yes. And, and, uh, like, and I love the whole, how, how the whole planet kind of freaking out, like, oh shit, he's gonna kill him. He's gonna kill him. <laughs> It's like, uh, I love that they're playing, I love that they were playing that up, especially in commentary, the, the, the fact that, uh, uh, that they were, uh, that the Styles Clash has in fact broken a couple of people's necks, kind of playing, uh, that up a little bit. Ha- have uh, you seen that new t-shirt from AJ? No, no, I have not. He has a t-shirt that says, that has in big red letters, banned, and then behind it, it says, breaking necks, cashing checks. Nice. <laughs> Uh, that is a beautiful thing. Uh, Such a heel. <laughs> what a heel. Yes. Oh. Uh, but yeah, he, he, you know, those moments that they, uh, that they had in the match, you know, in the beginning, trying to go for the Styles Clash, you know, all the, all the fantastic moves throughout the contest, all those fantastic, like, AJ Styles signature moments. And of course, you know, Tetsu Unido doing, doing what he, uh, doing what he does, uh, you know, it was just a fantastic contest. Like this is where it it really started to go into overdrive for the event, is it not? This was when, uh, you know, it already had a good pace going because this whole event had a really good grouping and pacing. Uh, I think for the different contests, uh, you know, the big kind of multi man matches in the beginning, the the you know slobber knockers, uh, in the middle, and then you know the big high profile kind of 
uh, you know, high octane matches and up to, you know, you start getting into the main event. And this one was where it really kind of was. This is where it kicked into high gear. This is where New Japan Pro Wrestling showed that what New Japan Pro Wrestling is. Uh, AJ came out with the win in the end. So maybe not too far away. We'll be seeing AJ Styles taking on whomever is the IWGP heavyweight champion. Whomever. Uh, and that would be a very cool contest. Uh, speaking of championship title matches, speaking of the title contests, we have, uh, we finally get into one match that I definitely, I think, you know, I was excited for. I think uh, the entire world was excited for this one. Yes, exactly. Uh, we had, uh, the, you know, the guy that in New Japan that I have a huge man crush on in Again, Shinsuke the, Nak- the guy that everyone on the planet has a man crush on. Exactly. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura taking on, oh god, the, the king of strong style, Shinsuke Nakamura taking on one of my favorite young guys out there. Uh, somebody that we've talked glowingly about multiple times out here on this show. I feel uh, like I've been telling people about this guy, about this guy and how good he is since like 2008. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kota Ibushi, uh, Ibushi Kota-san, uh, None other than the 27-year-old Kota Ibushi, uh, looking like he could be in an idol group. He's a handsome fucker. Uh, he is, he is, he is he, again, if, if not Okada, it's gonna be Kota Ibushi. He's gonna be the guy. And yes, you know, New Japan was so happy when he finally agreed to sign with them. You know, they were happy. Yes, yes. That finally got him. Because and and they they set this up so really well, like with the uh the and the I just want to say one more thing. Yes, the, these last three matches, you had AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Hiroshi Tanahashi, all not old but well established veterans, all long time going veterans, world champions, you know, mega stars in the wrestling world. All facing Tetsuya Naito, Kota Ibushi, and Kazuchika Okada. All relatively young, late 20s, early 30s. All either potentially guys that could carry New Japan for the next 10 years going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was all really, really just, just brilliant on the part of New Japan. And yes. this match... We, we need to talk about it because yes. I, I will admit I, I have watched it on YouTube at least 15 times. Shinsuke yes. Nakamura's entrance. God, yes. yes. Uh, yes, uh, yes. If the, there's the, one the, guy that has mastered the big wrestling entrance, it's Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, right now, I think the entire wrestling fandom across the earth is just madly in love with Shinsuke Nakamura. Just, uh-huh. uh, Jim Ross yeah. even said, "Let this guy is one of the most unique, special guys I've ever seen." Yeah, I love the, them telling the story of how he's influenced by Fer- Freddie Mercury and uh, you know and uh, Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> you know, he, had, he had the, the jacket. Of, he's the yeah. king of strong style, which means he's a yeah. badass. Yeah, which is a badass. And I love the, the, the video before the match, which established, and, and I, of course, I don't speak the language, but 
I, you got the idea, even without speaking Japanese, you got the idea of what they were talking about with the, the story of this contest, which was Shinsuke Nakamura is the guy that has been destroying people left and right. Kota Ibushi is this young guy from this kind of crazy, wacky promotion called DDT, uh, where he wrestles, uh, blow up dolls and wrestles in, on campsites. But he's, he, he's an incredible high flyer that New yes. Japan signed to a, co-deal with DDT and at Wrestle Kingdom 8 Nakamura and Kota Ibushi wrestled and Nakamura won yes. uh, going forward Kota Ibushi actually suffered a very serious concussion that put him out for 6-7 months while Nakamura continued to just go on a tear as IWGP Intercontinental Champion uh, the, the World Heavyweight title of New Japan as it were uh, it is the the title that is, I don't want to say it's secondary to the IWGP heavyweight title because Shinsuke has made that title a world heavyweight title. It's it has yes. main evented shows. Yes. If yes. if it's not a show that Tanahashi isn't main eventing, Nakamura is main eventing with the Intercontinental yes. title. And for good reason because it's like he he has established that title, uh, and the kind of the 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 it's prestige, if you will, the kind of the, the stature of that title and the fact that he's just been killing fools left and right, uh, and convincing fashion and, and, and fantastic matches, you know, boomaying people's to death, you know, left and right. And uh, one day at a show at Sumo Hall in Tokyo, Nakamura took the mic after a title defense and said, is there anybody left that can challenge me? And yeah. out of nowhere, Kota Ibushi came up and hit him with a German suplex. And the challenge was laid out, and here we are at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, yes. Petey Rave, I'll just say this point blank. Dave Meltzer gave this five stars. Mm-hmm. Yes, and with good reason. This was one of those matches that, it was just, it just, it, it was just so fascinating. It was so much fun to watch. Jim Ross, back and forth. Jim Ross went back 20 years, 15 years for this match. This was, this was Jim Ross at his best for this match. He was, yes, yes. he was in the zone. Yeah. And, and was, and with good reason for, for the match. It, it's hard not to get hyped up if you care at all about wrestling when you got these guys going at it, going back and forth with their moves. You know, you had Kota Ibushi kind of playing the cocky upstart. You know, copying Shinsuke's moves, you know, his stomp on the head, you know, uh, kind of saying, yeah, I'm here. Uh, you know, this is, I'm here. I'm here to challenge you. You know, you, you think you're, 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 you think you're this top guy. I'm here. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not intimidated. I'm not, cra- I'm not scared to try to snatch that spot from you. You know, I'm not scared to come here and try to take your, you know, take your title. Uh, you know, and, and it was such a great story. And, uh, man, Shinsuke, <laughs> Shinsuke being Shinsuke, you know, it's like Manny being Manny back in the day, Shinsuke being Shinsuke, uh, in so many ways. It's just, uh, his moves, his, his, uh, his mannerisms, his like expressions, his, the way he does all those like really cool little things. The, uh, yeah, yeah, come on, hit me, hit me. I don't, what, that tickled. While I'm uh, I'm personally on Team Tanahashi in the grand scheme of things, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Matt Stryker said it himself. He said, I know I'm supposed to be impartial, but Shinsuke Nakamura is my favorite wrestler on the planet today. Uh, yes. Right now, 
I wouldn't argue with anyone that says that Shinsuke Nakamura is the best professional wrestler on the earth right now. I, yeah. I wouldn't argue with anyone about it. And yeah. this match against Ibushi, who in my opinion is top tier as, as much as anybody else was absolutely wonderful. It was, it was what pro wrestling needs in my opinion. It made me all giddy inside. Kota Ibushi transitioning from the junior heavyweights as the best high flyer imaginable to the heavyweights in New Japan has been terrific. He's he's fantastic. Yeah. Graduating to the heavyweights as, as as they put it on commentary, uh, which was fascinating. And it, it was oh, I loved it. It like I said, it was the the young upstart really kind of saying, I'm not intimidated, I'm not scared, I'm here. And I'm here to make a statement. I'm here to be here. I'm not but here in to the end, in the end, in the end, Shinsuke, the Intercontinental with, Champion, successfully defended his title with the Beaumont Yay. After of his his previous finisher, the Rando Slido, aka yes. Landslide. Uh, the, the only thing I don't remember, and I haven't watched it since it was live. I think. Shinsuke did not do my favorite move of his, which is the the spinning armbar. I don't think he did that no. in this match. I might have missed it, but if, if you I know think Shinsuke he, Nakamura's spinning, spinning armbar, um, I know he did an armbar. I, I I know he went for an armbar, and he, I know he spun. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he he went for an armbar, but I don't think he got it in. I want to say he didn't get it in. I just want to say out there to the wrestling gods. If there's someone out there that can book this match, Alberto Del Rio versus Shinsuke Nakamura. If we can Just, have that match, uh, I would I'm be. Sure, I'm sure you know. I just might fly to Japan or, or Mexico or wherever that match might be. Yeah, let, let's hey, call it. Hey, might be at an ROH show. Let's call Triple well, A. It yeah. might be at an ROH show. It might be ROH too. It might be yeah. ROH too. They do. They do ROH? do partnerships. If you saw that uh, video where they were talking about the the next stage, uh, it, it could be know, ROH, it could be AAA, it could be New Japan, it could be Global know. Force Wrestling. Ooh, it could be in we, Detroit. Let's let's talk I to Jeff Jarrett. I don't want to tease you. Let's talk to Jeff Jarrett. Maybe we can yes. maybe we can see if Jeff Jarrett could make that happen. Alberto Del Rio versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Tweet tweet Jeff Jarrett. You tweet at Albert, Amber O'Neill first, and then you tweet Jeff Jarrett. Oh, I'm on about it. That. I'm on it. Yes. I'm gonna get started on tweeting that, and you can bring us into the main event. Yes, we have the uh the full you know one the final main event of the evening. We had IWGP the, Hiviku Shensken GI Okada Buses Tanahashi Hiroshi Rainmaker Katsuhichika Okada versus, versus the Ace of New Japan, the once in a century talent, the Jesus Christ of pro wrestling. The yes. man that heals diseases, kisses babies, and is saving the world with the power of air guitar. My God, I love this man, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh, yeah. He's just Hiroshi Tanahashi defending the IWGB Heavyweight Championship against Kazuchika. Kazuchika Okada with Gato on his side. Uh, you know, still repping chaos. For <laughs> uh, no, I don't know if Chaos really had much of a presence <laughs> in this event, but hey, he's still holding on. He's still repping Chaos. Chaos uh, is all over. Nakamura's in Chaos. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okada and, and Nakamura lead Chaos. 
They're, they're just not up in the forefront like Bullet Club have been. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. But, uh, you know, this match was, they had such a great build up to this match. They had such a great storyline coming into this match. They had such, like, they had, you know, the, the videos in the beginning with, uh, uh, you know, Okada kind of like, uh, you know, they, they talk about the fact that Okada was the guy that beat, uh, not uh, Tanahashi for the title. Uh, and, you know, the, during the match, they mentioned that he had beat him for the title and Tanahashi had said, I'm not going to challenge Okada for the title. But hey, lo and behold, AJ Styles beat Okada for the title. And then, Tan- <laughs> then Tanahashi was like, oh, hey, well, all right. <laughs> all's fair now. I can go for that title now. And, and then, Matt uh, Stryker noted in one of his preview videos that currently the series between Okada and Tanahashi is three, two, and one in favor of Okada. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, Okada had Tanahashi's number, at least a slight edge. Someone. He so, he was holding a slight advantage. Yes. Uh and of course him being, I believe, the the current G one climax, you know, champion. The, 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 that is the, how he earned his title shot at Russell Kingdom. As traditionally is. And this was just another fantastic contest between these two. And I believe a rematch of them. We've seen this match before. Uh, on this, on this podcast, we've talked about this very pairing before. And I know I was impressed with it before. Uh, and I was definitely impressed with it this, uh, this time again. This was, uh, this was a, Big time marquee main event. It had all of the things that you love about professional wrestling. It had the, the emotion. It had the energy. It had the, um, main event quality, you know, wrestling, you know. It had uh, everything. You know, it was, it, had everything. it was everything you want from a main event. It was, it was why we watch pro wrestling. And that's what, that's what all of this was. That was all of Wrestle Kingdom 9. If you're, if pro wrestling has got you down, my God, watch Wrestle Kingdom 9. You can watch it with the Japanese commentary. You can watch it with the English commentary with Jim Ross and Matt Stryker. But man, watch Wrestle Kingdom 9. It will make you believe. It will make yes. you believe that pro wrestling is still awesome. If you're tired of the mainstream is offering you. It made it made a uh, friend of the show and frequent guest, uh, Pat- Patty McSwag, aka Patrick Swagger, believe, where he simply said to us, "So I think I just watched the best wrestling show I've ever seen. Holy fucking shit!" <laughs> uh, there you and go. I do. Yeah, it, it, you can't put it more succinctly than that. Uh, but yeah, and this honestly, match, the the man that has been at the center of the rise of New Japan for the last. Six, seven years is Hiroshi Tanahashi. And yeah. in the end, he defeated Okada. He yes. showed once again why he is still the man in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Yes, the comparisons to John Cena uh, are valid, but I personally like to say John Cena is the American equivalent of Hiroshi Tanahashi because Hiroshi Tanahashi is He's, I can't even put it into words. I really can't. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's just the guy. Like, he, and he has just that persona and the, and of course, not to, not to take anything away from Okada, who has been impressing us with every single moment that he's been on the thing we've talked about on this show. Like, 
the Rainmaker. Uh, has I, been I'm moved. I'm not as in love with Okada as a lot of people, but I'm I'm starting to come around. Uh, yeah, as far as the the younger generation in New Japan, I still don't like him as much as Naito or Kota Ibushi, mm-hmm. but I'm coming around to him. I'm coming around. Yeah, he, he, Although he has I, been I think at the end of this match where he was very openly crying because he was defeated and he lost, that that was really – that was the emotion of pro wrestling on display. That's exactly – what it should make you feel. It, it felt yes. real. I, yes. Dare I use that word? But Okada <laughs> in tears being defeated. Yes. That's what it should feel like. And yeah. this was sort of the beginning of Hiroshi Tanahashi being a little bit of an antagonist of sorts. Ooh. Ooh. I kind of dig this because after the match, Tanahashi took the mic and while Gato and Okada were leaving the ring, Tanahashi got up on the on the ropes and took the microphone and said, Hey, Okada, are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? The IWGP title is still far, far away from you. And that yes. was kind of like, Oh, Tanahashi. Tanahashi showing some attitude. I like it. And it's sassy. In the past, in the past, Tanahashi, actually, I think against Tetsuya Naito, has had those occasional times where he will heal it up just a little bit, and it's really fun. It's really fun when Tanahashi will heal it up. When when he's worked with other promotions, like for Noah and All Japan... Like he was in All Japan's, one of All Japan's big tournaments, like the, the global league for All Japan, uh, like in 2011 or 2012. He made it all the way to the finals, but he was healing it up the whole time. Fantastic. And man, if this is the beginning of a Tanahashi heel turn, I kind of want to see it because Tanahashi is fun as a heel. He really is. So yeah. To certain other wrestling companies out there, yes, you can turn your top guy heel, and it won't be the end of the world. It can be done. Uh, yeah, 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 just saying. Uh, but yeah, it, it was just everything you wanted. Like I said, it was a, a, a fantastic contest. It just told a great story, and it, it just... It ended well. It brought, you know, it was all the emotion and the quality of wrestling. And, and of course, uh, Eric Guitar. Kind of, yeah, and Eric Guitar. I think that was just the, the great moment. And, uh, the, at the end of where, where he, you know, he had the Eric Guitar and people were just screaming for, and, you know, he played his riff. He stopped. He's like, Encore! 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 They and wanted like, an encore. Yeah. And then he played it again, smashed his Eric Guitar. Uh, you know, very bravely. I think, you know, it shows that, I think, uh, showing the fact that, you know, when you're the champ, you can make that big money where you can decide, you know what, I'm just going to smash my air guitar. And you know what, it, it's, 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 it's commendable. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's Tanahashi. Money. Who, who's gonna, who's gonna say no? Who's gonna say no? Exactly. Yeah. He smashes it. And then, you know, a fan provided him with a guitar, an air guitar, you know, to, so he can play another encore. 
And he played it, and then he was kind enough to return said air guitar, you know, because he's not going to smash somebody else's air guitar. Right, He has right. respect for other people's property. Um, do, do, you, do you guys see why I love Hiroshi Tanahashi so much? Not only is he just arguably the greatest wrestler of the modern era, uh, he's also just kind of a giant dork. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and that's, that's what, what is so amazing about him. Uh, even, and he loves cats. You know, talk about, you know, he loves cats, uh, as, as been documented in, in paper form in, in Japanese press. He, he has his cats and he loves them. Uh, he joins, uh, others in being a crazy cat person in wrestling. And, and no, no, no. Tanahashi always is better than everyone. Sorry, Tyson kid. But yes. si- simply because of the fact that Hiroshi Tanahashi does it, he is a better cat person than you. Exactly. And I bet Tyson um, Kidd would probably agree with me. Yeah, I mean, all fairness, he'd probably be the first one to say it. Uh, but that was Wrestle Kingdom 9. Like, overall, this was as close to per- a perfect wrestling event as you could get, right? Like, uh, Yes, it, it is. Like, this was as perfect as a wrestling show could be. It it was, yeah. it was. I I have nothing bad to say about it. Yeah, like it was. You know, not even it, even Matt Stryker put himself. Hell, you know, he he didn't overdo it, and he he did. No, he did not. He did not. There was one was little right moment where where he said that um, Kenny Omega swerved the New Japan fans, and Jim Ross kind of pulled him back and said, "So he lied." He lied to the fans. I don't know what swerve means. That was the only time where Jim Ross kind of had to pull him back in. And and other than that, yeah, just everything about this was great. Uh, As the show went on, Jim Ross and Matt Stryker picked up their intensity level. And just everything about this. God. If If you appreciate the pro wrestling genre at all, in the least, watch Russell Kingdom 9. Just yeah. if this didn't just happen, and we're not making this a Fanny Pack Gaiden, this would be another that would fall under the Awesome series, which I think I'm gonna do uh, another one of this year as well. I'm gonna put together another series of shows that are just five star, high quality shows, and do another Awesome yeah. series. And you know what? We might just go back to Russell Kingdom Nine. Seriously. Yes. Yes. We might just say, Hey, remember the show we talked about by ourselves? We're going to make other people watch it and have them tell us what they thought. Uh, and you know what? I would not be opposed to that. Uh, that's something that we're going to look, at, look to be excited for it. In season five of Fanny Pack Wrestling, uh, we're going to make a plans for it. Uh, but while we're still here in season four, uh, we're talking about, you know, Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, overall, it was a fantastic, night perfect show. Uh, I don't think you could add anything more to, you know, you would want to add anything more. You wouldn't want to take anything away. It was just fantastic from, t- from start to finish. Uh, you know, I think that there's nothing more we can really say about it other than that it was fantastic. Uh, are you looking forward? Uh, are you looking forward to as much as I am the part, the global force wrestling partnership? You know, uh, I've heard rumblings that global force wrestling is also going to be working with triple a in Mexico. And with one of their major shows in Mexico City. And that sounds awesome. I, I really hope that 
all of this works out for Global Force Wrestling because God, more alternative good wrestling is just what we all need as wrestling yes. fans. We need more of that. I, I'm I'm wearing just by coincidence. I'm wearing my Ring of Honor hoodie, <laughs> and I'm just I'm just happy that there's there's good wrestling out there. There's wrestling that we don't have to complain about. Just yes. <laughs> everything about this was just a joy. Yes, and it's a great alternative. And I think in the fu- in future we're also going to talk about another alternative when we have another guiding episode. We're going to have another guiding episode about raw alternative. Uh, look forward to that when uh, when that happens. But um, I think yeah. In conclusion, go check out New Japan Pro Wrestling in general, and specifically go check out Wrestle Kingdom Nine. Uh, there's I I don't know off the top of my head where you can do it. Uh, but you it, it should be easy. To find. It's out so there. It's, it's out there. It's out there. It's on the internet. You can find it. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, back to, uh, you know, uh, I, I, for, I forgot to look it up while we were talking about it. Uh, Mal, uh, her Twitter account is yellowbarbie underscore M. That is so uh, racist. Hey, <laughs> she, I, we, I didn't give her the name. She gave it to herself. You know, hmm. that's just what it is. Okay, you know, then. I, I don't judge people. Uh, she's also a part of Good Choice Entertainment. Indeed. Uh, and a group called, and Tiger and Lily. She's a part Takahashi of made a good choice. Mm-hmm. And now that's that I know all this information, I have no further use of Takahashi. So. Until um, next year's Russell Kingdom. Until next year's Russell Kingdom. Uh, but that's it. I think that's another fine episode of, of, uh, uh, Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. Deej. What do you got going on in your neck of the woods in, at the Delta Julian Mike headquarters? Not a whole lot, really. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have way too much. Oh, my God. The Nanashi Anime Podcast is back. Myself and Lillian Verse are talking anime again. The most recent episode was about revolutionary girl Utna. The next upcoming episode will be recorded from Columbus, Ohio at OhioCon 2015. The show we're going to be talking about is Fanny is Panny and Stocking with Garter Belt. <laughs> it might be my magnum opus. Yes. Also, you can download that podcast at anime3000.com where you will see my brand new show, Anime League Sports Talking Show Hyperforce Team Go with Chat Realm's own Ash Snowshoe. Uh, in the not too distant future. Also, I have just been tagged as the new host of the A3K podcast, the flagship podcast of the A3K network. Tune into that every Saturday night, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the YouTubes and for download at anime3000.com. And as always, shooting the shit with two nerdy black guys, myself and Brandon Cooper, co-host with that gentleman, Petey Rave, on Juku. We're two nerdy black guys. We shoot the shit about things. Brand new episode will be coming out tomorrow, Monday afternoon, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on demand for a download in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and wherever you may have an RSS feed to download at Delta, JulietMike.com. Last but certainly not least, because the red light just went on, you can follow me on Twitter at JustCallMeDJM. Uh, and of course, there, everybody, are you happy? I always talk about how I don't like plugging all my stuff. There you go. I just gave you everything. Yes. Uh, you can follow me at PD Rave, Rebellion Podcast Network. 
Uh, this week's record breakers is going to be Le Tigre, uh, the, their album Le Tigre. Uh, they're a feminist lo-fi indie group. Uh, and if you've heard their music and you know the opinions of, uh, you know, this is Swagger's pick, you know the opinions of Brett and Drew, you know how this is going to turn out. Oh. This might be another glass jaw. I'm just saying. That sounds fun. This sounds fun. It's one of those episodes. Uh, but look forward to that. Of course, uh, this week we're going to talk about Halijuku, uh, Record Breakers, all those things. Subscribe. Share, like, uh, fannypackwrestling.com, fannypackwp on Twitter. I'm PD Rave. PD, I haven't said this in a while. PD is in Williams. Rave is in Jimmy. All in one word. Uh, go ahead and follow also, that. Big shout out to the lovely and talented, my future wife, Jackie Hearn, for, for giving us all sorts of love over at diamondclub.tv. Much love, yes. Diamond Club. Chat Realm, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, but that's it. Yeah. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Beans and disease. Watch Wrestle Kingdom 9. Seriously, we cannot stress that enough. Hey! Yeah! I'll do the highs, and you'll do the adios. <laughs> <laughs>